Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Dan Waltz, CIO at MidMichigan Health. In this segment, Waltz talks about leveraging committees to help clinicians take ownership of IT systems, why it's critical to let docs vent and not take it personally, and how his epic project work landed him the CIO role. Now, what about in terms of uh, accountable care? Is it something where you, where you have something set up right now or, or plans with, uh, you know, University of Michigan or other organizations to uh, to do that in the future? My understanding is we're in talks with University of Michigan, who's already doing, you know, some fairly cutting-edge ACO work. And so we're learning from their experience and, and talking to them. I believe we're looking at some work around the area, too, with some of our employed or uh, independent physician groups. And so I, I really don't know if I can discuss it much further than that, but, um, right. yeah, we are uh, definitely looking at that. Right. And it's interesting because, you know, you have obviously organizations that are involved in uh, what are technically defined as ACOs, and then you have a whole lot of organizations that are kind of doing doing things that are that same idea, but, you know, maybe it doesn't have that, that quite that tag just yet. Correct. Yeah, there's a lot of collaboration and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot, we're talking to a lot of independent physicians about, you know, working together. So there's no doubt about that. We're working really hard at that. Yeah. I mean, the whole point is we want to provide better care to our community members, right? Right. And so that's the whole point. Okay. So now um, you talked a little bit before about how meaningful use is what kind of, uh, you know, really uh, – got a lot of the EHR strategy going, or at least, uh, you know, had, had an impact on it, but where do you stand right now with meaningful use? In our organization, we're struggling with uh, stage two, and so this recent CMS piece that came out where they pot- potentially may delay all or part of meaningful use too is very welcomed. Uh, yeah. What we're finding is the, you know, to make meaningful use meaningful is going to take a lot more time. I mean, we can get measures in, but are they meaningful? Maybe, maybe not. And, you know, it's just too much too fast, and and we don't have the staff to kind of, you know, really do, you know, the full-blown let each physician practice pick their own quality measures. I mean, even Michigan's not doing that. I mean, they're just trying to get up with the basic measures and then move forward, you know, in the long run to get – the measures per physician or per per physician practice so that they do have things that are meaningful for their service line. But that takes time, a lot of time. Yeah. Our our physicians are really, you know, I think many of them are very upset by the fact that this is moving so quickly forward because they can't keep up. And is that something that they kind of expressed to you and to the hospital? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Almost every week I hear, you know, I'll talk to a physician about uh, their disdain for, you know, the pace of this change and whether it's really good for patients or not. Yeah. How? What kind of settings are you usually talking to them? Is it sometimes meetings or sometimes just informal? Well, in, in this organization, uh, we have, uh, I've been here since January, and We've set up some formal uh, governance committees 
and uh, are really leveraging them to have the physicians take control of the EMR systems. I think, you know, a lot of times in the past, and it's not just this hospital, it's most hospitals or IT shops, you know, the decisions were made more in IT. And, you know, we just we just don't have IT projects anymore, and that's what I've been telling our staff. We have business projects and clinical projects that require IT. And in saying that, you are giving the power of this software that these physicians have to use every day, and clinicians as well, nursing and, and all the other uh, clinicians. You know, when they have an error and it's happening every day, that's got to be really frustrating. So right. we want to get their involvement and their input on how to fix and what to fix and, and on the system so that we can provide them a, a better experience so that they can also pass that experience on to the patients, right? Yeah. So yeah, we sure. we hear this in our governance committees. We have a nursing governance committee or a clinician governance committee and a physician governance committee, and we're setting up an, uh, uh, you know, kind of an interdisciplinary governance committee as well. The other thing that uh, drives the physicians nuts is when you know, you put alerts in the system without their input. And so right. we've frozen all alerts, and we take all alerts and we run them through the physician and nursing staff so that, you know, our bad, maybe we have a bad process. And, the, you know, usually the easy way out is let's just put an alert in the system. Okay, that'll fix our bad process. Well, it really isn't. So you really have to look at the processes behind the alerts and say, okay, what should we really be doing here, and do we really need an alert? Right. You know, a hard stop. Those are those are really difficult for physicians. Oh yeah, sure. And just I'm mm -hmm. sure that you know a feeling that they have that that certain things are being done to them, and that that's always what you what you want to avoid, ideally, and making yes. them part and of the process. We've had really good engagement. Um, our CMIO, uh, Dr. Jandwani here, is he and I have been partners and and then trying to improve the engagement of the physicians in these governance committees. And we are we do feel like we're getting some traction. Yeah. I'm sure that those are those are some interesting meetings and you know, it it must it, mm -hmm. it has to be challenging sometimes, you know, uh, uh letting the docs air out their frustrations because at some some points you must start to feel like, you know, meaningful use isn't really our decision, but <laughs> You know, it, it it helps. I'm sure to let them let them vent uh, the things that they're feeling about it. Sure, I've I've developed some very thick skin uh, while I was running the Epic project at University of Michigan. And by the way, you know, good luck to them as as the last phase of that rollout is this weekend, and they just put the inpatient system in. And uh, I just got a text a few minutes ago from John McFall saying things are going well. So. Um, but when I was there, we had four go-lives, and one was the ambulatory uh, system, and, you know, they, the scope of that was huge. So we went to a lot of physician meetings where physicians weren't involved in the implementation, weren't happy. And, yeah, you're right. You've got to let them vent, and you can't take it personally. Yeah. I mean, this is – and you just need to let them know that, you know, you're doing – you're listening to them. Uh, you're doing the best you can of, of – putting the people on the on the projects and things that make the biggest impact for them and trying to get them to work through their physician champions and their governance committees to, you know, to bring the specifics of things we can actually help them with. Yeah. It would be interesting to be a fly on the wall. Maybe not, yeah. maybe not in your shoes, but maybe for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so...
you said you've been there. You've been CIO at Mid Michigan since January of this year. Um, yes. Now, how how did it happen as far as going from uh, University of Michigan to Mid Michigan? Yes. So, um, very interesting set of circumstances. And you know, um, when we we're when I was the project director and executive director at Michigan uh, and running the Epic project, you know, I had Deloitte in there as a our our vendor of choice for helping do the PMO work and uh, they did a terrific job by the way and anyway so I met a number of Deloitte people while while I was uh, at Michigan and one of the people that I met happened to be was hired by mid-Michigan to be the CIO and former Deloitte employee well I got a call from that employee uh, saying that, hey, you know, um, I've decided to move on at MidMichigan, and I'm, I'm going to rejoin Deloitte and move back to Vancouver. Uh, and so um, he put a word in for me to the CEO here at the organization, and uh, she gave me a call, and that's how I got the interview. Um, so I was recommended by the current CIO at this organization. So that was really nice to get that kind of recognition in terms of the, you know, Deloitte knew the job I was doing at, at Michigan, and, and I was happy that they felt good about that. Oh, yeah, that, that's a great validation. Did you have, uh, you know, reservations about taking the role, or was it something where you were kind of working towards or wanted to have a CIO position? I've been looking for a CIO position for several years. In the meantime, I was very happy doing the EPIC implementation. I mean, that's, you know, something that I love to do. Uh, large-scale implementations, uh, but, you know, I still wanted to be the, the head person and felt that I had something to offer uh, in that role. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that, that you know, that experience alone is uh, that's something very valuable to have under your belt. Definitely. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, Visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.